We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Praise God. All right, today uh, we're continuing where we left off last week. God wants to give us a sight of him, which causes us to desire him, be transformed into his likeness. It's not something we strive to. It's something that as he touches us and as we catch a sight of him, he works something in us. The beauty of the message, of course, is that he stands at the door and knocks. He's waiting for our response. So let's respond to him together today. Celebrate that he saved us. But I want to just take a moment to examine something that's been raised. I'm not sure if it was one or two people. What if I'm waiting, listening, opening the door, but nothing's happening? What do I do? Well, it's good to listen, to hear, is there something being said? Is he saying something? If he speaks to you about some obstacle that's in the way, to deal with that. Tell you another thing, thank you Lord, that I have a desire to knock on the door. I only have that because you're at work. It's God who works in us to create the desire, as well as to give us the ability. And what do you do? If you knock at the door and it doesn't open, you knock again. And you keep knocking. It's like if you're hungry. There's no alternative to eating, is there? Have you tried that? I'm not really hungry, I'm on a diet. I don't need to... No, it doesn't work. Well, in my book it doesn't work. I would say, Lord, where else can I go? You have the words of life. And remember that our feelings aren't the final determiner of reality. Faith enables us to believe he's here when feelings would tell us other things. What do you do if you want to catch a bus? You stand at the bus stop. And, you know, if you have to wait for a bus, you still stand at the bus stop. I mean, I'm not much into buses, but I think that's what you do, don't you? All right, I think you get the point. Okay, today then we want to uh, use Revelation chapter 5, one of my favourite scriptures, uh, just to help us uh, to focus on Jesus. It's a picture of what Jesus has done in celebration of our salvation. Now, during the time, Anna Smith and her volunteers will help us with some visual illustrations and the band will lead us into these celebrations. I'm going to read, I, I really like uh, the authorised version for this scripture, but because, you know, I'm so flexible and adjustable and I'm going to use a, a modern version. Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. 
There was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll, and it was sealed with seven seals. I'm going to give a couple of little um, explanations as we go along so that we understand what this is about. So what does the scroll represent? Well, it represents entry into the mind and purpose of God. It represents a closeness to God, an ability to know and enjoy intimacy with God, which we couldn't get any other way. And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. What's this about? No one can open it. Therefore, there's no way into this intimate relationship with God. This is, this is bad news. God has designed us to live in his presence. And therefore, this is catastrophic news. There's no way in. Understandably, it goes on to say this. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. By the way, it's okay to say whoopee or hallelujah or thank God. You don't have to sit there in silence. I've got a microphone. I can still beat you, okay? The Lion of Judah, the heir of David. Who's that? Jesus. I can't, I can't hear. Who's that? Jesus. Yes. The revelation that there was one who could open the skull. It was not given to an angel, but to a representative of the church. God has revealed this to his church. This is part of what we celebrate in our salvation. It's a revelation of who Jesus is and what he's done. Then I saw a lamb. The lamb is Jesus. It looked as if it had been slaughtered. Slaughtered, sacrifice for sin. But it was now standing between the throne and the four living being, beings among the 24 elders. That's Jesus, the mediator, represents us and our interests before God. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. He had the authority to take the scroll. He had qualified by satisfying God's demand, by living the life we should have lived and dying the death we should have died. He took our place. Amen? Amen. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, the object of the worship, Jesus. Why such a dramatic response? Fell down. Because the door had been opened back into the fullness of relationship with God. Just what God intended. You can't have a casual response. You can't do a kind of pallid, oh yes, 
praise the Lord. Just doesn't work in that situation. It has to be something more. They fell down and worshipped him because of who he was and what he'd done. Each one had a harp and they had gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song. Oh, hallelujah. A new song. Look at what they are celebrating. We're celebrating the same thing today with these words. You're worthy to take the scroll and to break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood was ransomed for the people of God. People from every tribe and nation and language are able to come to you. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and elders. Brothers and sisters, we are part of that choir. We are part of that, this great throng. And they sang a mighty chorus. Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea they sang blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever and the four living beings said amen and the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the lamb to another.
to Lord God Almighty. Look at me, smile, raise your hand, do whatever you like. Okay. All right. Section one, ready? Yeah. Holy, holy, holy. Section two. Oh. So that wasn't bad for a practice, but what we're doing, we're declaring the holiness of God, but we're encouraging one another to do it, okay? We're declaring one to another, holy, holy, holy. So let's try again, all right? Are you looking at me? I'm far more interested in other children, I'm much better to look at than anybody else. Right. Shall we do it in the three sections again? Of course. Yes? Yeah. Stephen said yes. All right. Number one section. Holy. holy Look at one another. Holy. Right. Second section. Holy. 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 Declaring this to one another, all together. Yes, Lord. Almighty God. going to hear from a couple of people just about some stuff that God's been doing. Just as we've been singing, this changes everything. This is who God is. That's what I want us to really keep in mind as we're hearing what God's been doing. So we're going to hear from Kim first. Um, so I was um, tackling a tricky thing at work. Um, I tried earlier on this year and was really poorly, got quite stressed about it. But this time... I, in my heart, I was trusting God 
and declaring his goodness and believing he was helping me, but my body didn't seem to get the message. And I was really anxious. And, you know, you want to feel the truth. Um, I didn't do mindfulness and I didn't do yoga. A friend prayed for me and Jesus completely set me free. And this week, it was a week ago my friend prayed, and this week has been an epic week of failure and exam problems and all sorts of stuff, but I'm still completely at peace and Jesus has set me free. It changes everything. Amazing. Jesus has set Kim free. That is what we're thanking God for. Right, we're going to hear from Owen. I've been told I ramble on, so I've written stuff down, (laughs) so I keep the script. Um, But essentially, about for the last year, um, I'd been feeling really dry. Um, I mentioned it a couple of Sundays ago, um, a couple of months ago probably, uh, in a testimony that when God really met with me when I was about 16, um, and it was an amazing time, but then I felt really, it felt really challenging to share it because actually at that point, I wasn't feeling like on fire and really excited. Um, and at that point, I just, it, there, was, there wasn't really a desire for anything to change. But then over a period of, of, of time, God kind of <laughs> helped me see that I was just not satisfied with where I was. There was this underlying frustration, um, surrounded lots of things, but just kind of constantly there. Um, and it was to the point where there was, there was, one, there was one night a, a couple of months ago where I just woke up in the middle of the night just purely, I'm not satisfied with where I am with my relationship with God, um, and couldn't get back to sleep because that's where I was. And over time, I, I was just like, well, I don't know, I don't know where to, I don't know where to go from here. I'm not satisfied with where I am, but I guess that's just where I am. Um, and just through chatting with different people, just kind of feeling a little bit, I guess, hopeless in that situation where I'm just like, God, I want more, but I don't know what, what, where to, where to go. Um, he gradually kind of began to speak to me through other people. Um, and the thing that really spoke to me was hearing what God was doing in different people's lives, uh, which really began to raise an expectation for me that actually, well, God could do something in my life um, where I'm feeling really dissatisfied with where I am. Actually, maybe, may, maybe he'll do that for me. Um, and this wasn't an instant change. As I'll say this has been a couple of months of just starting from, well, I don't really feel like anything's going to change, so I'm just not going to bother to, um, oh, let, let me try and uh, see what God's doing, let me kind of ask people what's going on, let me, let me hear, let me share, um, and that really began to build an expectation that God was going to do something, at this point I didn't feel God had really done anything other than raise that expectation that he'd, he'd move, um, and then Last Saturday, I went to this the, the worship event that we had on on, on on the evening, and God really met with me in a way. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, you really. He really met with me in a way he hasn't done in such a long time. And so suddenly all these songs that we were singing weren't just... I'll sing them because everyone's singing them, but I'm kind of thinking, this ain't true. 
It was like, actually, no, I can sing this to God. I can worship him. I can praise him. I can say, God, I give you everything. And that didn't feel like it had been true for a long time. And there was just a moment. It wasn't like a boom moment, really. It was just like a, wow, I don't feel dry. This underlying frustration is gone. And I don't know. It was just, it, it changed the way that I was. It changed the way I saw um, every aspect of my life because suddenly, well, God wants to be involved in this. God, God wants to be the center of this. And just over the last week, seeing the conversations that I've had with people that have just gone so much deeper than they would have done before because actually I have an expectation that God might want to use this conversation. That actually, well, if there's something that I'm, I'm talking to someone and they're really struggling with whatever, whether it be a situation at their, at their school with some of the youth or whether it be um, a situation at someone's work, actually, I want to stand in prayer with you because... God might actually move, which is not where I was at all. There was no, I, I might try and support practically, but not pray. Um, and I think, I'm definitely not there yet. There's still so much more that I want God to do in, in me and in those around me. But I just want to be so thankful that he actually did meet me. And when we're in that situation of just feeling dissatisfied where we are, frustrated, it feels like he's so far away. But just one touch from him can completely shift the situation in a way that we can't. Amazing. Thank you, God. Wow. Well, we're going to hear from Richard. Hi. Um, I want to give testimony really to who God is because um, since probably April, um, professionally, I've uh, it's been the toughest four months of my life. Um, I, I'm a head teacher of a local primary school, and there have been some issues at work that have been really quite uh, heavy and, and, and quite big. And I, I, I want to give testimony to you know, what has sustained me, and you know, that, that is what I want to give testimony for today. The first thing um, is his words, and particularly a psalm, Psalm 144. Praise be to the Lord, my rock. He trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God. He is my fortress. He is my defender. He is my stronghold. He is my shield in whom I take refuge. He subdues peoples under me. And um, I'm sort of known perhaps a little bit as the crazy head teacher who cycles uh, to work and then through Valance, uh, Valance Park to my other school and you know that I found myself meditating on that and shouting out that psalm many many times um, and just a little bit of that scripture he, it, 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 he gives us strategies so he trains my hands for war but also my fingers for battle and that spoke to me about God's strategy you know David wrote that psalm and he we don't maybe see a lot of sort a lot of the loving God in the Old Testament but he was able to declare you are my loving God. And things like that really spoke to me that in the middle of a battle, in the middle of a war, you can know, and it's really important to know that God is loving and he's my dad and he's got my back and my front and my side. 
So the first thing is that, is, 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 is that psalm. The second thing that really spoke to me a lot was a song that I found myself playing and, and, and singing a lot, and it's, it's Another in the Fire by Hillsong, and there's a, the, 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 the chorus is very powerful. It talks about, there's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another in the water holding back the sea. And it's about stories from the Old Testament where, where Jesus turned up. Um, and, you know, that was in the fire in Daniel, and that was in the water holding back that. And I was able to hold on to that and think, yes, you're, you're with me. You're standing with me at this time. And that said a lot to me. I sang that song out loud a lot. The third thing that, that, that was another strategy was um, we've got a small group called The Four Blokes. And uh, we, we, uh, we prayed a lot. And these guys, they, they went this journey with me. And I just want to give testimony to the power of, of, uh, of, of brotherhood. And, um, you know, brothers standing together, it's really, really important. And uh, guys out there, if you haven't got people that you can go to, and cry out to, even on a WhatsApp group, I can, I can encourage you to do that. So I want to give testimony to those, those three friends of mine who stood with me and inquired and, and found out what was going on. Um, and, and finally, I, I just want to give testimony to, to Lucy. Um, she's not in here at the minute. So, um, But I, she shared this journey with me, and um, I want to give testimony to her that, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a, uh, be part of a team. That's my wife, by the way, if anyone doesn't know who she is. Um, <laughs> and, you know, her interest in my situation and her praying with me and together, you know, God is faithful. God is our loving Father. And we can cling on to him, and he can get us through the toughest times of our lives just as long as we are vulnerable and we're open to him, and I want to just give him thanks. Amen. Wow. Amazing. Are you guys hearing what we're hearing? We've had three very different situations, but this is God changing everything, and this is who he is. And we've got an opportunity, we can just hear them and think, wow, they're nice stories, that's really cool, glad that happened for them. Or we can say, no, this is the God who wants to meet with me now. This everything changing god wants to meet with me thank you for listening to this podcast by lifeline church we hope this message has been an encouragement to you we are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate god's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways we believe that god has called us to have an impact on our families our communities and our nation We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at lifelineuk.